Welcome to another episode of Rebel City Podcast. How's it going, Matt? Another one over Skype, mate. <clears throat> yeah, aye. This is um, the new normal, eh? Aye. aye. Welcome to the fucking People's Socialist Republic of Glasgow. Like we're currently I think it's been quite cool. I mean, there's been a lot of a lot of really cool stuff happening online. Hopefully, you know, we're, we're in amongst that. Uh-huh. Um, but aye, people are people are adapting. Aye, absolutely. Did you catch the stand? Um, stand-up comedy was it Saturday night? I did not I did not but only because on Saturday um, after a full week in town and in the office I kind of wanted to just sort of disconnect and, and not have to really think very much of stuff so I watched like 14 hours of MasterChef on BBC iPlayer I just went like the full day for like getting up to getting you know back to bed again watching Greg Wallace stuff his face really sticky toffee pudding just, it was amazing just as you say MasterChef <laughs> I'm going to remind Charlton that fucking Bake Off's on the night <laughs> <laughs> so this was something that um, I was talking to uh, one of my flatmates or housemates whatever um, about where I was like it's funny getting excited about dinner mm-hmm. like life is so minimalist now that the th- the idea of like eating dinner and what you're going to have for your dinner is isn't it just exciting in the sense that like oh what's for dinner but is actually exciting where I'm like I'm buzzing yeah. for dinner I'm fucking buzzing for like last night I had frozen pizza and chips and I was so buzzing for it <laughs> pure council dinner and you're like oh yeah look it's a three star meal <laughs> um, we've definitely been cooking a lot more up Stacey probably more accurately um, has been cooking a lot more um and uh, it's been nice to have like proper meals like have the family around at breakfast it's quite an odd one as we are usually up at various stages of going to work in school and stuff like that so mm-hmm. uh, there's been a few nice week like things centred around meals I think that's <laughs> really the only option we've got at the minute isn't it? aye absolutely mate but aye uh, getting proper excited for just like the most sort of littlest of things but there has been like you were saying there mate there has <clears> been a couple of like Nice positives um, that are almost like double negatives for me, but I'm actually missing family and missing friends. This is the type of thing that you would just normally just take for granted. Um, of course. But I, was, I was sitting earlier on with Arm, um, <clears throat> who and we were just sitting on like a Google video streaming type thing and yeah. had it on like a wee thing. And we must have sat for about an hour and a half and he was sitting with his guitar and I was sitting with my guitar and we were sitting playing stuff but no really playing stuff we'll just kind of like talk but I mean it's probably the most present that I've been with a mate outside of yourself because obviously when we're podcasting I'm very present but it's probably the most present that I've been for a conversation in a long time and I think that as the luxuries or what the I don't think they're even seen as luxuries anymore but Mm -hmm. the actual luxuries of life that is like getting stripped away it's the sort of wee things like that that are going to actually keep me sane. So I'm just wanting to just I, sort of acknowledge it's it. Something probably <coughs> we know you for in the coming week. As as of today, this is my first day um, working from home. Um, so, you know, my partner, she's into her second week. I know you're into your second week. Um, the schools are finishing as well. So um, I'm very early stages of this isolation and having the ability to work from home has definitely so far the day kept me busy so mm-hmm. um, yeah I'm not quite at the stage where I've had that sort of chance to reflect but I you know can't imagine that there's folk out there that don't agree with what you're saying I mean I think that we, we really just have to stay positive and if that means as you say being a wee bit sort of grateful and mindful of the things that help us get through the day then all the better absolutely mate absolutely some of the responses to this I mean <clears throat> Well, like sitting here 24 hours into lockdown, air quotes, because you never say that or whatever. Like, but we're supposed to be in lockdown, um, and we're 24 hours in, and there's been some very strange reactions. But there's also before that, I mean, there was some very strange reactions in the last sort of seven days since we last sat down and and did a podcast. Um, I think some of the business reaction, I mean, I think Richard Branson was the first. Um, and I think that everybody sort of jumped on that with, well, yeah. Virgin Atlantic, let's, whether or not it's actual, actually Richard Branson himself, but um, that was <clears> the first and everybody was kind of like shocked. But it's almost been like a, a domino effect, a sort of like, 
horribleness yeah. for people's sort of works and shit, man. It's it's been mental to watch. It's um, it's something that as we were talking in the last episode, you know, things are going to change as normality comes back, and a lot of the nonsense that we've been asked to put up with in recent years for business and government probably won't be acceptable anymore. And I think this is you know, a kind of death knell for some of this behaviour in a lot of respects. I mean, yeah, we, we dug out Branson last week and rightfully so, or Virgin as it is. Um, this week we've got what Mike Ashley trying to claim that Sports Direct staff should be considered essential workers. And you're a bit like, okay, but I mean, I think pretty much, you know, well, I don't know. I don't know what essential service they provide. Um, I think we're, you know, probably all right for tracksuits and like giant mugs. Aye, he's clutching at straws, really, isn't And it seemed really. I mean, who? Why would you want stores to remain open when everywhere else is locked in? Because nobody has gone anywhere. So why would you be asking staff to come in and put up with that? I don't know. Mm. Um, we've also got the, the Brexit Nutter who runs Wotherspoons. Um Aye, something, Tim something. Aye, um, Wassel Gummidge. Nice, nice but dim, aye. Um, or not nice, and probably still dim. Um, aye, he's just thrown 40,000 people under the bus. Um, some really quite emotive stories online for long-term members of staff that, you know, probably is worthwhile looking at the, the reality of what these decisions impact people. But, yeah, construction sites, there's loads of places just now that are still trying to act as though it's business as usual um, and I think come the other side of this there'll be there will be a backlash there will be a kind of reckoning I think for a lot of brands a lot of companies that have not acted with you know their people as their priority right now absolutely man I think that the, I was talking to somebody on Twitter about it earlier on um, and saying that it's strange watching the American equivalent or the American billionaires, like the tech billionaires, and it seems to be like mm. predominantly new money guys like Zuckerberg, who um, had they had I think they'd been stockpiling ventilators for mm. a, a bad Californian fire, and they donated that, and they were donating, and Elon Musk had do- donated money towards like the cause to buy X, Y, and Z, and yeah. people. But then you come over here, and it's like the old billionaires or like the original billionaires that the, the and yeah. these guys are just clutching at looking at to, to save money i mean the mike ashley situation you're probably thinking well i'm thinking what's this about Does, like you're saying there's no footfall these stores so it's no but profit this has got to be no. some kind of I don't know, like, maybe he's having to do this before he can claim his insurance. Is he, is he waiting for the I, government I to tell his specific lying. business to close so that he can then have a, such an argument for claiming his insurance? That could be one thing. But the, the other thing is, yeah. is that the government announced that they're guaranteeing people's wages up to 80%, right? So why are why are retail staff, like non-essential retail staff that are selling, like you're saying, fucking tracksuits and trainers, being asked to go in, surely they can just refuse and get eighty percent of their, their pay paid by the government if it's guaranteed like you that. Hope so. But you hope so. you've got to. I, it's just, I mean, that type of greed. If that, I mean, that it's disgusting. And like you've said, like, I think there is going to be a list of people. Um, we need to come up with like a good name for this list, but there's going to be a Aye. list of people that and brands, Topshop. G1 in Glasgow, I mean, we had this situation in Glasgow where notorious fucking Glasgow kingpin or whatever, Stefan Kings, who owns the fucking G1 group that are the majority of the nightclubs in Glasgow. Okay. He let every single person go and like just paid everybody off that works in the venues and closed the venues when the, the first sort of government implication of like restaurants bars and clubs had to close so then the government announced the 80 percent deal and he rehired them right okay so it it's just pure greed these people they're Mm -hmm. they're not going to personally go bankrupt or under like people like uh, branson um even Mm -hmm. don't like guys that are owning nightclubs and pubs like stefan king like this guy is not going to 
go shop yeah. for his own sort of personal, like taking care of his family, which should be everybody's number one concern right now is the health mm-hmm. and well being of themselves, their family, those closest to them. And if you own a business, your people, you're responsible for Absolutely. these people. And basically, like we've just watched a full week to ten days of people just literally shitting their own hands and fucking rubbing their face because they're going to come out the other side of this <laughs> and people are just going to refuse point blank. I will never go to Sports Direct ever again. Topshop can get no. fucked. Know that I would then I would then Topshop anyway. But if there's a uh, brand out there that has supported um the people went above and beyond yeah. then I'm definitely going to be more likely to go and shop and give these people my custom rather than the ones that are Absolutely. clinging on for the last fucking penny to drop before they send people home completely agree I mean you look at things like B&M um, you know essentially a kind of glorified pound shop putting £30 million aside for their staff the minute it became obvious to them this is the route we were going down as a country and that's the type of stuff that down the line is going to buy companies a lot of goodwill. It's smart business sense to look after your people so that when you need to open back up, they're, oh, they're ready to go. You know what I mean? Like they feel like you've went to bat for them and when the time comes to repay that, they're going to be keen to do so. You know what I mean? Like as normality, hopefully some form of normality starts to creep back in. You're not going to want to have an entire workforce that has in no way, shape or form motivated to come in and do anything for you. Mm-hmm. Because you've been just thrown to the curb or left in precarious financial situations as a result of dithering or waiting for other people to make the decision for you and stuff like that, then your staff are going to remember that. And it's not even just about <laughs> the customers. Imagine the atmosphere in a place that you go back and nobody wants to be there. You know what I mean? Like, I know there's maybe a lot of places out there like that already, but you get what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, this is... You know, working after the people's a no-brainer, both way customers and way staff. Like, yeah. No day in it is just, you know, well, it should be at least for a lot of these people, like financial suicide. You yeah. Know what I mean? like, Absolutely. And I, I genuinely hope that it is. I genuinely hope that there's so much mm-hmm. change that comes out the other side of such fucking horrible circumstances. Like, this is painful. Like, having to stay yeah. indoors and having to stay away from your family. Like, gone and seeing my mum through the window on Mother's Day or... Like these types of things, like this is painful mm-hmm. and we need to yeah. come out the other side and learn for this and don't just go back to the way that things were. I Aye. think we had almost like hit a point where we're all kind of sick of the way that things are gone and we do. Mm-hmm. there seems to be an appetite for this massive change, whether it be on the right or on the left, whatever way that you decide to sort of put your, where your chips may lie, do you know what I mean? Basically yeah. like, but I think that now that we're seeing that everybody's affected by this and we're all peers and we're all equals in this, then, and there are, like, I hate to say it, but the middle classes are getting forced to use the benefit system or part, a percentage of the middle classes are getting yeah. forced to use the benefit system. All of a sudden, we're seeing people say, it's impossible for me to survive in £95 a week. Aye, we have, exactly. We, on this podcast, we have spoke many times with many different fucking guess about the shambles that is universal credit so i feel that mm-hmm. we have got almost like a right to say this is what we've been saying like we've been yeah. saying this for so long maybe people will actually start to take fucking notice yeah i think we need to be careful but when we start saying these things i think at the minute we, we kind of take the message away for just shut it down Follow the advice and all the rest of it. Um, but I, these conversations, as as I've been saying, you know, as life begins to sort of creep back in, are going to be exactly the type of conversations we need to have. Because if it's not all right to live on ninety four quid a week now, it's not going to be all right to live on ninety four quid a week then. Mm-hmm. And it's never been all right to live on ninety four quid a week. You know what I mean? Like, and it needs to be more than just somebody like Jeremy Hunt standing in front of a TV camera going. I mean, I put it wrong, who knew? You know what I mean? What is it a day of a week? And you're like, oh, it's nice to you catch on there. I mean, but you you know that at the time, you know, these aren't the stupid guys, these aren't the like accidental policies. You know what I mean? But they definitely need to be addressed down the line. I mean, I think, you know, the message seems to have got lost for some people in terms of the last week and it's obviously led to the tightest restrictions that you know we've seen in this country mm. since wartime yeah. and I, I was a bit sort of 
kind of stunned by some of it. You know what I mean? Like, I was desperate to get in my office and I was desperate to get my guys out of the office as well. So the notion that other people had the options to be at home or to work at home and were like fucking off in the park or going to the beach. But people try to self-isolate in the highlands and you're like, the I, I mean, the, the contagion rates up there must be minimal given how sparsely populated it is. The last thing it needs is people travelling through big cities to pitch up in the highlands and try and wait for this thing to like blow over. Like the, the, the logic and the thinking behind it was it just absolutely baffled me. I, like so mind boggling, dude. Like Darren was telling <laughs> me that he had he'd done a Skype call with his cousin uh, Harris, and mm-hmm. so many people turned up on Friday that they had, there was some people got on the island and the police had to go and round them up and take them back off. And it, there's some people coming for like near London and these types of places, and they obviously Glasgow and Edinburgh. I mean, what they shut a mountain to get people off it. You know what I mean? What you're like? What were they doing? You know what I mean? What I don't. It's just I total clowns, man. What and I get why folk are reacting in the manner yeah. that they have. It's I think that the same as we go when people refuse to avoid pubs and clubs that last night, and obviously got a lot higher. And and you know, I totally get people's anger on it. You know what I mean? What it's just I don't get the decision making that led people there when the advice was so blatantly stay at home and do not run the risk of making this worse. Absolutely. I think that, I mean, from my perspective, we've gave the the bulk buyers so much grief. Um, Mm -hmm. And these people are just living in just fear. They're just responding (coughs) through their own fear. And that's... They're scared people. But see the the blasé, like, when when I seen the pictures of, um, I think it was Troon, Brighton... Um, and then on Monday morning, the London Underground, and people packed on that. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every week I tend to try and prepare some notes and bullet points that will, you know, spark my conversation as, as we go through the show. And really, as I opened up my phone today, I just had one note on my phone, and it just said, idiots. <laughs> as I read, so... That was that was all I needed to prompt, you know, myself through the conversation was just one word that said idiots. Yeah, aye, absolutely. I, they, they absolutely need called it, so they do. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, hopefully, they don't have the type of negative impact on their lives that has been told as possible. Like, yeah. I wouldn't go as far as to wish this on people that made those mistakes because no. that's just not the right no, hand. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Not, but I mean, at the same time, they're going to have to answer some serious questions if people are in them they fall no will. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot to sort of take on for an extra couple of pints. You know what I mean? Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. I mean, just some, some of it was just fucking ridiculous. One of the things that I noticed I, was quite funny, um, or no funny, but just like interesting to see it happening um, is the, the amount of people that have, had to really just adapt to working online and whatever their classes and yeah whatever like they, they've started to try and innovate and some of it like it's almost like this weird thing where people don't really class that that if so if somebody was working full time for themselves online let's just say it was a youtuber or twitch okay. whatever it is it's almost yeah. like the the parents or the generation before that would be like that isn't a real job but now we've all been forced into isolation. These people have been forced into this space to try and invade, like to try and just keep their businesses gone. And there was two things that I noticed about it. One was a lot of them are doing content for free. And I think some Mm -hmm. of the people that are legacy online workers that have been doing this maybe for like, say the last sort of five, six years, whatever, they're getting a bit pissed off that there's an element of what these people are doing is because they're trying to introduce themselves to doing this online or whatever, they're giving an element away for free. And you can see them sort of going, like, you shouldn't be giving that away for free. Like, this industry is established. Don't, like, just jump in and start firing out, like, the content that people usually pay for for free to attract customers. And also getting the sort of people of, like, that isn't a real job or having to try and adapt and get used to it. It must be, like... Mm. I mean, I can imagine it must be fucking scary if you if you're used to doing like one to one personal training's been a big one. I think like the workouts okay. I've, I've not seen 
as many people off of like home and online workouts as what I've seen in the last 10 days. And you mean things like counselling services and what else that can do their stuff online right to online, yeah? Absolutely. So they're coming in and so let, let's just take sort of like the counselling service. If you were to try and sort of entice people, you'd be like, well, I'll give you like a free session or whatever. You would have somebody that's been a counsellor online for a while going, wait a minute, pal. Like, you can't just jump in, like, out of nowhere and just infiltrate us. It's been interesting to watch them sort of, like, happen at the same time. Um, Just to see people try and adapt to their life as, like, life, the majority of social and economical just seems to have moved into you need to work within your home. Yeah. So it's evolution, isn't it? You know what I mean? Or, you know, at least a, a relatively sort of modern format where people are going to need to adapt and find new ways to work. It's just, aye, especially if, as we discussed last week, there's multiple waves of this nonsense. Like, you know, working from home is going to become a big reality for folk. But um, I can't say I've really spent too much time on it because obviously I was still working at this point. Um but I am. It's, it's an interesting thought process that somebody who has a relatively robust online service is going to undercut because people are now having to, yeah. The market's kind of like ways they actually sell their services. Uh, the market's kind of like coming to them, where they've had almost mm-hmm. like niches. Where I mean, I don't think you would quite say that an online personal trainer is a niche. But mm-hmm. if you if you're in a city, say like Glasgow and you're a, a really good online personal trainer and you're getting work, whatever, and then all of a sudden every personal trainer around about you is doing the exact same thing that you're doing and they're trying to sort of get entice people and introduce themselves to people by doing it cheaper or whatever it is, you can imagine that that would be a scary time as well. That I mean, obviously them having the shot at these people is just another fear response, I think. Oh, the, the, quite a lot of this is just going to be sort of like wrapped in fear. Um, Aye, and it's something we need to be careful with. Like, mm-hmm. You know, like change is always scary. It's always unsettling. Like the natural reaction to these types of things is the stress and anxiety and anger and whatever else fear. I just and yeah, we can't let these things overcome us, especially this early in the process. We need to look to how other countries have been dealing with this, how their populations have been doing their best to get by, and and just kind of like take what we can for it and, and just keep trying to as, as we've said already stay positive man like there's no there's no benefit in letting the negativity in and overwhelming us mm-hmm. you know what I mean what serves no meaningful purpose Aye, other man. than holding us back again I've been you know finding I mean? myself actually like purposefully distance myself for reading about it and I mean you can't go near anything right now it's literally you can't, you can't avoid that Aye. absolutely but I'm I'm being way more mindful of the amount that I engage with I'm maybe trying mm-hmm. to watch the update if Nicholas Sturgeon or if Boris is addressing like they did last night I'll watch that but I mean even Aye. I had noticed that I was just getting fucking overloaded by it do you know what I mean so I, I take a purposeful exactly. step back do you know what I mean so that I'm not just completely overwhelming myself with it um, mm-hmm. and again I suppose that's maybe why I'm finding that I can enjoy I'm finding like excitement in what I'm having for my dinner the night do you know what I mean uh, it's definitely the right mindset I mean um, one of the other ones that was quite interesting or you know quite disappointing during the week in terms of people's mindsets um, as this new reality became sort of pressing and we knew it was only, you know, 20, 40, 40 hours away before they, they sort of pulled the trigger on it. Um, we had the announcements, obviously, the McDonald's and, and Primark were closing. And I kind of joked online saying, like, you know, let's hope that people don't stop by Big Macs and Leggings. And then, like, 24 hours later, I actually seen every McDonald's up and down the country queued miles out the door with people trying to ram in that last sort of burger and like I've got to be honest with you man my heart sank a wee bit so it did lit because it felt to me like just pure addict behaviour like somebody's like oh you kind of get this and they're fuck let's go and like binge on it right now before it's you know no a thing anymore and you're like I think we could have you know in the, in the midst of this folk could have probably done with it the McDonald's you know what I mean like, Aye, man. especially considering you know 
it's, it's almost certainly either infecting them or somebody else or putting somebody at McDonald's at risk. And I don't get why anybody would want to eat in those circumstances with this virus as such a prominent, who's like, you I know, I'm going to just nip down to McDonald's. You're like, no, man, like, what are you doing? What? And it kind of ties in with the pubs and all these other things as well, but you're just like, aye, definitely right. questionable mentalities on display here. I know, man. I mean, <clears throat> these are the same people that went and cured it, the M8 when they opened the Krispy Kreme in Edinburgh, dude. I, I don't get it <clears throat> personally. I do understand no. it. Like there was a there was a, there was a couple of nights last week where I'd said to Sean, "Why don't we get this? Because pff, we don't know how long that we've got. Do you know what I mean? Well, we've got the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Why don't we we grab it? Um, and I, that's all right if you're just thinking that. But if if you're sitting about like no even thinking about it, just pure blah blah blah, and then they're like, "Right, we're shutting. We're so we're shutting the night." And you're like, um, "I need." I need to go and get a Big Mac or I need to go and get chicken nuggets or let's go and one last McDonald's. It's, is it really, fu- like you're saying, you need to wait up, man. Is it really fucking worth it? Like, no. and, and, isn't he? Like, it really isn't he? I just, I, I think know. that weekend there before they announced the lockdown on Monday night, I mean, that watching people treat that Sunday there like it was a bank holiday Monday, was actually like, uh, I, it was a wee bit I, devastating. You're like, guys, what the fuck is going on? And for the response, the main response to be, well, I'm young, fit and healthy. Like, we've created a nation of individuals. I think through, somehow through, like, the amount of fucking consumerism and capitalism, oh, we, we've, we've created just this massive country of individuals and now we're having to get people to come together there's just Aye. a percentage of people. We see everybody else as other, you know what I mean? Like, mm. It's no as they are other, you know what I mean? Like, that's the way we've been conditioned to think about these things, you know what I mean? Like, and, and that's definitely something that's changing. Like, um, there have been a good number of instances of folk really sort of pulling together. Um, some of it, admittedly, has maybe got a wee bit cringy, um, talking about some of the celebrity stuff. I get that it's oh. well-intentioned, um, but I... The Imagine thing was was rough, man. It really oh, was. Um, I get tricked, sort of, because they obviously thought this through and, you know, put Gil Godo up first and I seen her face and was pure, oh, she's pretty, and clicked on the link and at that point it was just too late. So it was, like, I was, having to, <laughs> I was fucking no! having to there. And I was like, get pure sucker punched. Oh, sort mate, of. I mean, then I, I think Don McGarvey's commentary of like thank fuck we got some celebrities singing is for their fucking yoga patches in their garden or whatever I think it was kind of perfectly <laughs> summed up that these people uh, actually I don't that mindset like that kind of that just shows you how like disconnected for reality that, mm. that sort some of some of them are definitely um, do you think that that would have I, like, what, what kind of impact are you expecting that to have that we got know. 30 I, celebrities to sing one line out of Imagine for their mansions thanks very much like um, I, who, I wonder who organised it who's, who's, who was the original idea whether you know you've been the guy going around 30 celebrities and like, I wonder how many say no like did anybody was it, did they get all 30 at the first you know attempt at, it's Maybe at any point in the the process went to the organiser, you get this is probably a bit cringy, right? (laughs) That's got to have been some kind of fucking management agent type idea. The same super agent or whatever. Positive Um, PR. It's like, guys, you are all fucking stupid rich, man. How about you fucking throw some money into the pot? Fuck, we don't don't need you to sing John Lennon is. We can listen to John Lennon sing it and it's way better than this absolute piss that you're sending (laughs) out to the world. Like, take it back. Um, I think um, every single one of them must have just been as soon as they seen the reaction. As I'll, I'll bet you every single one of them went, "Oh fuck!" Like I re- instantly regret <laughs> this shit. Instantly Aye. regret that. I think there was the Madonna one as well. Was she, she, I never watched the I video stayed away because it. it was it was her eye naked in a bath or some shit, and I was like, "Right, do you know what? Nope, big bag of nope." Aye. Um, the well, industry's good ones though. I mean. I quite liked. Um, I thought William Gallagher was brilliant. We wonder washing supersonic while ah, he was like, washing his hands. Um, <laughs> there has been a couple of good things. A couple of decent ones out there. You know what I mean? Like, um, 
I quite enjoyed the, the sort of Simon Pegg and Nick Frost like reenacting the, the sort of famous call for you know was it Shaun of the Dead or get, get to the pub and you know let all this blow over I get to the Winchester I get to the Winchester <laughs> and everything just blow over Aye. brilliant that was um, pretty cool I, I think enjoyed that what, I mean some of the adverts like I mean there's people out there that are literally trying to like cash in on this I mean one of the ones that I'd seen was Aye. um fucking a lot of adverts for Wills. A lot of adverts for what? Wills with you know, like a last will and testament. Oh fuck. Whoa. That's that's dark. Aye. That's dark. I know. No, I was thinking Merlin there's been a lot of sort of like influencers pushing crystals onto people, do you know, like this type oh, of... Right, okay, <laughs> holistic. So we're at different ends of the spectrum on this one then, there's, are you? Right, there's okay. definitely going to be a report that comes out that says that cannabis kills coronavirus. <laughs> and, see if, and if that is the case, I'm going to be fucking fine, dude. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. fucking set. <laughs> but there's definitely, like, part of the CBD community is there's been a couple of wee bits sort of like debunking that that's the case uh, in like sort of salt baths um, and like lemon um, I think there was like some sort of burning of herbs that was happening mm-hmm. to try right. and say that this could cure it the best one that I did see though one of the evangelical guys was claiming right. that he could cure it through the TV um, in America, oh, nice. it was the dude. It's the famous dude. See the one that get confronted where they asked him about like why he has a car and a private jet, and he came away with something right. absolutely fucking hilarious. Aye. He looks like a walking mannequin. The guy, he's like made of plastic. God, um, God wants me to have a private jet. Uh huh. But even even on top of that, like I, I leveled down for that. Like I've noticed that the algorithms have not stopped. So like. Um, people's just normal advertising campaigns for whatever you know like order and get get delivered tomorrow you're like no nah, that swiping <laughs> through the ads yeah. and going mm, you you've clearly just paid for these ads and scheduled them and forgot all about them during the fucking madness yeah. like Gwyneth Paltrow get like absolutely roasted for selling some sort of like clothing range like try to be like well, spring and summer clothing range 2020 and it's like, guys, please, like, can we just have a wee bit of self-awareness? Even if it's only for, like, 15 minutes here. See, see the uh, length right. of your 15 minutes of fame. See if you just use that and be self-aware about what you're saying, about what you're advertising. Just, can we have that for, like, please, just while we, like, can stop smashing our head against a brick wall with all this shit. Uh, yeah. Um, so no, that definitely was not in the, the sort of world's territory that I've been seeing. No. Um, <laughs> which I uh, I seen it and I was like, that is that is balls out, man. I'm like, actually considering going and looking for one now. I'm like, hmm, maybe I'll make a fucking <laughs> will. Uh, maybe I'm on commission. Um, I <laughs> I seen somebody. Um, I seen an advert where somebody had actually had that <coughs> message. Uh, and I don't know if it was maybe like a piss take or whatever, but it was one of the clothing brands released a picture of a woman sitting on like just a bog standard kitchen chair um, and just like everyday clothes. And it was like, you know, get ready for work as if you're like still get dressed up even if you're working for the house. And I was like, you know what, fair play either. You've, you have definitely kind of like seen, there's a wee slither where we can be appropriate and still maybe sell some shit. You yeah, know what I mean? Well, absolutely. That's right. the only example I've come across. You know what I mean? Do you think that that's kind of like distasteful or like, are we over it already where we can still, people can start using the virus and the fact that we're on lockdown as a way to sell their fucking products? <laughs> I think I would definitely give extra points to somebody that finds appropriate ways to do it. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm not wanting to switch on my telly and like see adverts for discount coffins. You know what I mean? But <laughs> definitely not. But there's 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 the line, you know what I mean? What um but I if you can work with it, then work with it. That's what's gonna get people through it, you know what I mean? What or get mm-hmm. businesses through it is how they adapt to it, you know what I mean? Alright. I'm quite looking forward to what I mean I'm sure we're gonna see it soon. But what are these fucking hyper egos going to come up with while they're in isolation? Like, what kind of fucking content are we going to be waking up to sometimes? Like, I'm, I'm 
pretty sure that Kanye is bang on for a meltdown. And I think it's okay. going to happen like on Instagram Live or something. We're literally going to see somebody pure <laughs> implode, like watching their ego dissolve right in fucking front of them. I'm actually right. like, I, I'm hoping that happens a wee bit. Okay. We're back in like sacrificing Britney Spears territory here, as we know. Um, <laughs> we're just looking for somebody to melt down so that we can watch it. But um, I think there's been a few that came pretty close. The fella that was the, the bearded celebrity guy who was telling about how he, he still goes outside, still shake hands, and I'm still on board. Oh. Like, I'm, I'm in Right, okay. Aye, I Is he like SAS tough enough or something? That's like, right, that's a dead man, aye. Right. So. 20 minutes later, whatever he's had the phone for his agent, go and walk every single last word of that back right now. <laughs> so, Absolutely. he came pretty close to the edge, I think, to be honest with you. He was nearly um, there. I he was almost there. Do you know, on. all that he needed yeah. was a double down. He didn't do it, but I was like, ooh, I was like, close. Like, it was, it was nearly there. It was, do you know what, do you know what really, like, and this is the type of shit that we're going to be noticing is that these types of people, it was the smugness these post, like, I won't be affected. Like, do I, am I keep my hands clean and hygienic as normal? Yes, it's like, mate, that, no, you need to double them out. Like, fuck, man, where's this guy been? And then he comes out and he explains it. So you think, this guy's been living under a fucking rock. What's going on? This guy's mental. And everybody's getting ready to cancel him. And then he comes out and goes, listen, I've been in a New Zealand, I've been in New Zealand, like, in the fucking outback for whatever. I'm in, I'm sorry. You're kind of like, that makes sense, dude, because it was ridiculous. The posts that he was putting out were fucking ridiculous. He was close, but he Aye. he just saved it. We need, we need to come up with this. This could be a section. Like, this could be a section Aye, on the podcast. Like, who's, who's lost it this week? I like the Deadpool. Who have we got for losing it this week? Um, there was the, the high school musical lassie as well. She got, she was getting it tight, which, you know, the... Um, She's been one of the Disney princess types. I can't. I don't know what her name is. Nah. No, Selena, is it Selena Gomez? No, Selena Gomez. No. Never mind. Anyway, aye. aye. So there has there has been a few instances where the SAS like guy is this week's almost exactly. Aye. But the SAS guy this week is like this week's guy. Like he almost lost it. And we'll look forward to next week picking up. Hopefully, somebody's lost it by next week. Um, we oh. could we could take some bets. I mean, we could put some suggestions out on Twitter feed and be like, "Who do you think is going to lose it this week?" I don't know, man. <laughs> Might be I slightly mean, insensitive. I was going to say, um, I'm putting my money I, on Kanye, but mate. I think he's always. I think it's a pretty safe bet, like 365 days a year. But you know what I mean? Like, I is think that that's, cheating? Then you know, I, I think there's you know. Any given day, you could wake up to somebody being like, "Your holy shit, can you lost it?" And you're like, "I, I believe that." Mm -hmm. Another thing that's been sort of like mentioned and stuff that that I mean, it's just became very apparent. Really, is that sort of the way the system's just been sort of chipped upside down. So. What was last week, or maybe two or three weeks ago, being classed as an unskilled worker, is all mm -hmm. of a sudden like real life superheroes. And yep. I, I know we mentioned it last week and we were, we're thanking them. Obviously, it's like ever grateful to the people that are still out there, like trying to save lives and putting themselves and their families at risk. But just wanted to just chat a wee bit about, like, how do we go back? Like, I mean, we've touched on it last episode, this episode, about some of the changes, but. How do we go back to, I mean, some of these nurses was watching um, the news the other night um, just after the, the update and they were saying that they've went for the picket line to the front line and that nurses in Belfast were out on the picket line taking days where they weren't getting paid to try and fight for equal pay for nurses in the mm -hmm. NHS. How do we go back to that? Like, I, I genuinely cannot see Going back so, to a I mean, world where we're told that we can't afford to pay these people a proper fucking wage for the work that they're doing. I would like to agree with you in that respect, but I think what the argument will be the minute this sort of goes and dies down a bit is that we have sunk unprecedented levels into the country um, in terms of finance and that that bill now needs to be paid. And I would not be in the slightest bit surprised if, you know, we wake up to some sort of like austerity on crack come the other side of this, to be honest with you, because they've got their golden bill that says right now, when the shirts were done, we had your back. Now it's time to repay the debt. 
Yeah. Mm. Um, so this is my worry as well, dude. This is that's the, that's the only meaningful circumstance in which I think they can justify going back to what the status quo has been up until this point is that they just use this as an excuse, and a lot of folk will say to themselves, "Well." I survived because the NHS was functional or I was able to stay and look after my kids for, you know, five months because I was getting paid 80% of my wages, you know what I mean? And it's going to be, you know what I mean, there will be a level of goodwill towards some of the steps that have been taken by both the government and, you know, people who are also coordinating efforts to, to sort of fight this. And it might buy them enough cover to say, so I... Bills due, like get the, get the wallets out. You know what mm. I mean? I, I hope I hope it doesn't. It? Mm-hmm. But again, who knows? Who knows? I mean, I I hope I hope that it doesn't. They? They've just proven that if there's money, there's, there's always money there. That Aye. you know what I mean? That um, but it's completely fictitious numbers in a computer system. Like it's you know what I mean? Well, that's why they can always invent merit. It's because. We know it's no real, you know what I mean? Like, it's no link to anything, it's just numbers on a screen that they move about as and when suits them. Uh-huh. Well, you would go, I mean, this is the argument now we're seeing quite a lot is people arguing for UBI, and we've spoke about it multiple times yeah. on the podcast. But that would be a nice bonus. That would be a nice bonus for people that work in the NHS. If the, if the government come out and said, we're going to give everybody, say, a £1,000 a month universal basic income, mm-hmm. I think there was talk that if they were going to do it, it would be costly to do it at £1,250, so £1,250. Um, mm-hmm. The NHS workers would get that, so that the Tesco workers would get that on top of their wage. So that would be mm-hmm. like a way of rewarding them. Um, it doesn't oh, look like good. this government have got any appetite for universal basic income but the, the opposition benches no. are definitely screaming about it and we could get it in Scotland of course Potentially, I mean obviously the, the Tory majority is going to maintain you know, that that doesn't happen down south um, for the foreseeable future it, it, it depends on how deep the hole gets I think you know, if there's months rather than weeks of this then they might be left in the other option. You know what I mean? When you're already covering eighty percent of people's wages anyway, you know, is it that big a jump to the next twenty percent? And when you're getting tax breaks to businesses, and I'd like to see a wee bit more of that sort of trickle down. I know there's been amendments to universal credit and you know various sort of tax breaks for you know family tax credits and these types of things. But I think there's definitely more that can be done because at the minute is guys like me get to do self-isolate for the first time during all this process there are still folk out there and like I it's sorry I completely lost my chain of thought there no like I think that, that there's just I hope that everybody that we like everybody pulls together and we can just say that there's no turning back like if they're going to move homeless people into vacant council houses the I voice could shout back, again. "Why did you? Why have you not done that before? Like, why? Why are we letting people be homeless if there's enough space for people to go? Why are we no? Why are we no fucking putting them there? Like, for Aye. fuck's sake! Like, I think that there'll be certain aspects that there'll just be no turning back. And I, I think that you're right. They'll, they'll probably become a point where there's going to be a sort of fork in the road where we're mm. asked to make the decision, and we need to make the decision really with everything meaningful and it'll be do we go back to the way that things were or do we adopt a new way of mm-hmm. economics I mean and yeah. I'm I'm personally hoping that we vote or we we vote with our feet and we vote with our money and we vote with the way that we invest our money because ultimately we've got the power and I mm-hmm. hope that we we realise that and we can actually fucking nail bastards like Ashley to the fucking grunt or at least remove their fucking presence of being a major uh, provider of jobs in this fucking country like fuck pricks yeah. like him fuck them like they're scum they're absolute fucking scum man it's shocking asking mm-hmm. people to risk their fucking life and their family's life for fucking nothing for an insurance claim do you know what I mean it's actually yeah. it's enraging man it really is I'm, with you. I'm I'm definitely trying to be mindful of my anger levels. Um, that's something that over a prolonged period of time, if I'm not careful with it, will 
absolutely sort of bummed me down and walked up in the house for three weeks. Um, but yeah, it's not to say that the anger isn't justified. You know what I mean? It's just that I'm actively trying not to engage with it right now or else I'll spend three weeks screaming it was. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I suppose that's, um, that's how, that's the reason why I'm taking fucking time out every I day. You're, you know you're eight days ahead. You're eight days ahead in the process, so. Aye, man. Aye. Mm-hmm. Suppose, I mean, the, what do you, what do you think about lockdown? Do you think that, I mean, we can talk about like how I mean we're, we're talking in the last sort of few days and about the last couple of podcasts. We, we we it seems to be of so coincidental that we were talking about fucking eugenics and then the next week we that was held immunity for them to just completely mm-hmm. and utterly backtrack and U turn. Um, yeah, and then claim that 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 the held immunity was not the policy when they've got sound bites. It's been strange to watch Pierce Morgan actually be like a reasonable voice in amongst a lot of this mm. um, yeah. it's almost like the, f- the world is actually fucking upside down like I don't know if I'm like I dreaming don't know if or... I, I don't know if I agree necessarily with that like assessment because I've heard a few people say some something very similar about Trump that oh look you know he's making so much sense and blah, blah, blah. and you're like I don't think that that's the case with guys like Morgan and guys like Trump I think it's just populist the rest the rest is of lost their shit to the point that these guys seem sensible <laughs> right now. That might be so true. Is that, that is might that be true. We have a level of mass hysteria that has shut down some of our critical thinking, um, as is always the case in dangerous situations where it becomes about fight or flight. And like we are panicked and uneasy and uncertain to the point where, you know, what would normally be classed as ridiculous statements or axe grinding is, you know, well, maybe actually he has a point there. You know what I mean? Well, look, in actual fact, if you look at some of the stuff, particularly like Trump in the last week or two has mm-hmm. been spitting out, it's just absolute nonsense. You know what I mean? Like total garbage. Uh, and I don't listen or interact with Piers Morgan in any way, but I can imagine that probably some of his stuff is in broadly similar terms. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've not really kept up like, that much know, with Trump. I mean, I've seen a video the day where he was at the podium behind the podium at a press conference and he asked a question mm-hmm. uh, whoever was actually like addressing <laughs> the press I was like well, what yep. the fuck I mean he's Aye. he is completely and utterly out of his depth this is like oh, I mean this is you've got to imagine that this has got this is going to be a political disaster for Trump but he's telling them that I think it's going to go the other way I think they're going to back yeah. him I think I, I, Who knows? You, you hear you're hearing American people and like social media and YouTube podcasts saying that they think that this has been some sort of like conspiracy against the American government to like tank their economy you're like the, the world is bigger <laughs> than the United States I'm sorry to yeah, say absolutely. That, but the, the, the rhetoric now that's coming for Trump is get back to work so I think at the minute, because unity and togetherness and the need for us all to sort of pull together is so present in everybody's minds that, you know, people may think, oh, well, do you know what? Let's not worry about elections. Let's not think about it. But I think if and when this dies down, like November is still a ways off for the American electorate. And I think, you know, there's plenty of time for him to actually show his true colours or for people to sort of come to their senses. But, I mean, he's been saying some absolutely crazy shit, like... Tests are available to everybody when there's no tests. Like it's covered by your insurance when it's not covered by your insurance. He's actually had like several instances in his press conferences where um, he would say some whatever outlandish shit he's saying in that moment, and then one of his actual cabinet members sitting three chairs down, and then on the, the big massive wooden table in their cabinet office has to like step forward and correct them in front of the entire press corps. That's happened like two or three times as well as him, as you say, interrupting other people's speeches to try and inject his message and his, you know, the questions he wants the press to hear mm-hmm. into these proceedings. And like, it's absolutely wild. It's, you know what I mean? The guy is off his rocker and as you say, just completely out of his depth. Like, um, by if people were more interested in just getting through this and pulling together, it's going to buy guys like him a wee bit of slack. I mean, uh-huh. they were talking about the Chancellor of the Exchequer like he was some sort of working class hero and like, all he's really done is 
it's provided this 80% cover of tax breaks and all the rest there's still massive holes in it um, for a guy with such a short term at Westminster he's voting records are appalling if you care to look up for it so I think we need to be careful not to we're looking for heroes we're looking for people to step up and lead yeah. us out of this and these guys are in positions to look like that's what they're doing uh-huh. I think we also probably need to be wary of the fact that maybe that's not actually what's happening in some of the cases yeah I mean I I completely agree with you, dude. And one of the big worries for me is like there's a lot of power, and I think rightfully so. There's a lot of sort of power getting given to the government, and we need to be careful that we don't do what the Americans did um, post nine eleven, and just yeah, I and just allow perpetual like so this is the new norm and like yeah i mean if you were to sit and think about it in those terms right we have not only accepted but actively sought out a sort of police lockdown and curfew if you, if you were to really like think about it historically this mm-hmm. could be the start of something that could be almost fascist and totalitarian well, and we need to be very 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 easy, fucking yeah. careful uh, it'd be extremely easy to abuse. Um, I think when we talk about the legislation, um, there obviously needs to be time limits on the powers that yeah. are being made available to the government. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to be subject to, you know, every, every three to six months. Um, you can't have an estimate that this is a six-month-long issue and then legislate for the next two years in those terms because those two things just shouldn't go together. So Absolutely agree. Definitely more than ever needs to be oversight of what the decisions are getting made at this level, but I time limiting this legislation in the UK is absolutely vital. So as well, it needs parliamentary consent on a regular basis to be so invasive. Mm-hmm. But that is a legitimate argument there to say that right now things need to be this invasive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. it's hard to argue against it in certain degrees, but I civil liberties wise we need to be extremely cautious at the moment because this is the type of thing that if you have that mentality to take control or, you know, not even necessarily coups as a, as in, in the UK, but there are a lot of places in the world that could use this type of lockdown as a pretense to take control and overthrow and all these other things. So, you know, everybody needs to be vigilant. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, I just hope that, the, I mean, that, that was the that is the rules that they've set out into is that they want it for two years in this country, but the opposition are asking for six months or a thirty day rolling thing. But that's the broad strokes as I remember it for the other day. But I, mm-hmm. I've not read the full detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, ju- we just need to be very careful. But extraordinary times, isn't it? Hey man, let's you know I mean? see if you were to go back two years ago and fuck, dude. Can you imagine just mm. fucking <laughs> thinking about it? You, it would be unimaginable and yeah. this has been something that uh, it's just sort of pondering on it and stuff just how like I, how quickly we've just adapt, we're, we're adapting to this or we're trying to adapt to this um, yeah. it's actually like quite fucking remarkable to think about that we've just all of a sudden over the past like 14 days life has changed the last 30 days the last life has changed so dramatically that it is mm-hmm. almost unrecognisable um, and yet here we are sitting just sort of chatting about it <laughs> I, mean, it's yeah. fuck, it's, I think again with my work circumstances changing that, that side it'll be something that hits me more in the coming days mm-hmm. and, and I might be in a better position to kind of like verbalise some of you know in next week's episode or whatever but right now I've been essentially forced to business as usual and it's I, I'm not quite in the same headspace as a lot of other folk as a result but I can imagine that after two or three weeks dubbed up in the house that I'll get there pretty quickly you know what I mean Absolutely, we need to be careful as well about how we, we, we talk about it I mean, there was a fair amount of people that when locked down people that are just concerned about their health I mean I'm not having a, a pop at anybody like if this is the way that you were then I'm not saying that it was wrong but I think you need to just be very careful that you're not celebrating these things there's a lot of people coming out like yes I don't need to go to work tomorrow and that's because they've hmm. got concerns for their own health and that's fine but there are so many people out there that are classed as key workers um, and, yeah. and are actually key workers not people 
like the fucking Sports Direct mob or Aye. the fucking people that are trying to keep their pubs open that are just thinking about mm-hmm. their own fucking money and their own... But again, just sort of... It's hard not to do that if you're a small pub and a small business. Absolutely. You know I mean? like, yeah, same, same with people who are self-employed, like a lot of you know, our previous guests who are in the entertainment industry and who find themselves, you know, obviously struggling for work and trying yeah. to adapt, as, as we've discussed. Um, but then I, I kind of had a situation with a taxi driver the other day and um, I was basically being ferried into work in a taxi. Um well, the, the work sent one to pick me up and sent one to take me home to avoid public transport. And I was talking with the driver, as you do, and, you know, I was like, oh, it's, you know, the government's not doing this and that. And I was like, I'm, I'm totally with you, mate. Like, this is, this is all is. You know what I mean? They went, I you know, but I'm, like, self-employed. I'm a taxi driver and that. And I was like, well, mate, we're no, we're no measuring dicks here. Like, I get that it's a really hard time for you. Like, there are loads of... Like we niches out there that still need more protection than they're getting. You know what I mean? Like I think families, as I say, these schools being closed is a massive impact on people's lives and ability to earn. And the furlough is a great step forward, but as you say, there's some companies that are, when's it going to come in? It might be backdated to the 1st of March, but people might not get it until some point in the middle or late April. So there's potentially weeks between now and then where families and people who don't already qualify for support are going to need help. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the government definitely needs to get its finger in that respect for me. Mm-hmm. I think that they're hearing rumours this morning that they're, they're bringing in the same thing. I think um, like self-employed, statutory self-employment or something like that they're going to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. they'll cover again 80% up to, if you can prove it, um, yeah, and then well, it um, shouldn't be hard if you're submitting all your taxes to HMRC as a self-employed person. Absolutely, should. and you've so, got all your invoices and everything that you send to people. So yeah, um, exactly. So the better that, the better. We need to start plugging these gaps because if this is going to go for at least three weeks, then we need to be using this time to get further out in front of it because right now we've been behind it the whole way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the dividend and some of the, the you know decision making as we've questioned already, has, has left us in a position where, aye, we're in lockdown, essentially now. Like, let's get people the support they need. Like, they're, they're abiding by your instructions. They're getting off the streets. They're trying to relieve the strain on the NHS. Now, get the people who still need cover covered because, you know what I mean, we don't know how long this is going to last, really, do we? You know what I mean? We say three weeks, but other countries have already extended, you know, more than one. So we need to understand that that's also a distinct possibility here too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, you know, I'm definitely meant to be done. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, has anything else going on? I mean, it's almost like you can't, you can't, there's, everything's went on to pause, isn't it? Um, although, Aye. sadly, I, I did watch one of the goals for the fucking Celtic Pez thing that they did at the weekend and had to like slap oh, myself right. around the fucking head that I was, was like esports or something aye they, they had Celtic v St Johnston on esports and they were commentating right. on it on the Twitter feed like it was a real game and then they put the highlights was up was it like the full 11 or was it like just two guys that they was playing each other or did they have like I don't know everybody in I don't know um, alright because all I did was see that it was happening looked and seen that it was one not with Celtic watched the goal and then slapped myself <laughs> in the head and was like what the fuck like, are you doing man computer game. Like, I don't know man like there's some big big um, esports that you know places in America the, the League of Legends stuff and all the rest that they fill football stadiums with people watching you know League of Legends tournaments and stuff like that like it's, there isn't a, a big industry out there for it. it's not something that really qualifies as my idea of fun you know what I mean like, but each to their own again you know what I mean if, that's what, if what's getting you through is watching folk play football or FIFA then get tore in you know what I mean but no I don't have I don't have much else but um, just you know would say to folk that the last one I, I probably would want to raise is like, the fake news so if you know a lot of misinformation, a lot of rumour. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to go into specifics because it relates to my work, but there was a scenario in which some misinformation got to us and caused our level of panic in the last week. And um, I, it was deeply, deeply unpleasant. And as people sit in their houses and 
wonder about what's happening next. It's going to be really important that folk are conscious of what they're sharing, how they're sharing it, mm-hmm. and the actual sort of veracity of it because, you know, rumours in a social media age are going to spread like wildfire. If they're counterproductive, then, you know, that's probably going to be every bit as dangerous at this point as no advising, not no following the advice because people are going to be in a very virtual space for the next couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. I'd be, you know, extremely wary of some of the rumours and gossip that we share. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we were hearing for everybody's brother and their brother-in-law and their pals that the army were on the street on Friday night and that Glasgow and Edinburgh <clears throat> Airport had the army there waiting to go. Um, which obviously turned out to be absolute yeah. fucking nonsense. But again, like you're saying, that is a that is somebody that's... an MP. That was an MP asking first ministers questions, and I mean that that should not be happening at that level. Like these guys in power who are briefed, who are in the loop or have the ability to be, like should not be coming on and spreading Twitter rumours in the bloody Holyrood chamber, like or Westminster or anywhere else for that matter. You know what I mean? Like. You know, misinformation and fake news could be extremely dangerous for people at this point. Mm-hmm. I, I'm certainly going to be extremely wary of what I'm sharing. Absolutely, as well. I am just going to. It's got. I mean, as much as possible, I'm just going to make sure that it's like official stuff and official yeah. statistics, and no somebody's interpretation or somebody's like, Aye. well, you know, the flu kills. 80,000 yeah. people every year and if we were to know that and it was to get the same coverage as what the coronavirus is getting then we would always be in lockdown we'd, no that's no that's no the case is that if you look at the amount yeah. of people that contract fucking the flu it's about the percentage of people how likely you are to contract it and then the percentage of people that die like the amount of people that die every year on fucking road crashes do you know what I mean we, we, that that Aye, could be applied no, Across any and apple oranges, uh-huh, you know I mean? like, exactly. People that are well, well, what about mental health? And you're like, well, this isn't. We're not asking you to think in either or terms here. Yes, people's mental health is important. Yes, we should absolutely do everything that we should to minimise suicide and self harm and addiction and all these things. But we should also stop people from dying for coronavirus. And like, these are no either or scenarios. So making those comparisons again can be pretty unhelpful. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely, mate. So, I think the comparison with flu is really unhelpful because the symptoms are pe- pretty similar as well. So yeah. it just gets people to draw that sort of horrible conclusion. with SARS and all these H1N1. Oh, H1N1 was supposed to kill us all. And you're like, these are, you know, are viruses. These are of similar, you know, scenarios and similar spreads. But like, this is so different that you have to follow the advice. And I think that's probably where I would wrap up what I've got to say tonight is just Absolutely, sit tight. Don't, as Shane Feed Drunk Therapy says, don't be a dick and like just follow the advice and be safe. And hopefully, you know, next week we can, you know, we have a bit of time now. We can maybe try and come with a bit of a lighter tone. <laughs> Absolutely. Aye, let's, let's see if we can come up with something that's a wee bit less virus eh? <laughs> if, uh, yeah. if everything sort of calms down. I'm pretty sure it's going to still be there the week after anyway. You uh, know what I mean? So we can come back with it. It's, it's already now worth we're third repeat guest. We had Darren in twice. We've had obviously the, the UBI chat with, with Jamie twice. And now, you know, we've got a third returning guest in coronavirus. Aye, so sure. put that one in. The first one to do the hat trick. You know, I mean, we'll, uh, <laughs> I think it deserves it. One of the, it fucking we'll deserves it. We'll get one of the boys for like Soccer AM, you know, when everybody's done their third appearance, they give them, they give them a hat trick ball. So <laughs> we'll need to we'll uh, sort one out for the coronavirus next week. Absolutely, mate. Well, cheers for fucking. Skyping in again. Aye, uh, no worries, mate. I'm looking forward to the day when we get back in and we can get a guest in as oh, well. I know. I know. I listened back to last week's or sort of dipped into it for what sound quality and I my joke about broadcasting for Darth Vader's helmet wasn't far off. No, so it was not I, mate. I want to get back to a proper mic as soon as possible, man. Cool All mate. Of that. Aye, been Stay great. safe, mate. Speak All soon. right. Cheers. You too. Bye. Lightning falls when there is panic in the sky 
fun to cause when all but fear is left to die You tell it like it's fantasy Something that you're never going to be Same old story every day There's just one thing that I have to if we believe, if we trusted you Then I don't know why you say the things you do You'd see a whole new way to be Giving honest answers and not those lies to me Empty halls now filled with echoes of their past Honor stars, they lived each day like it's their last You tell it like it's fantasy, something that you're never Every day, there's just one thing that I have to say That if we believe, if we trusted you Then I don't know why you say the things you do You'd see a whole new way to be Giving honest answers and not those lies to me I can tell that you're on a mission just to break the walls down time and time again If it wasn't true, would it be okay to break the walls down time and time again? If we believe, if we trusted you Then I don't know why you say the things you do You'd see a whole new way to be Giving honest answers and not those lies to me Believe, if we trusted you then I don't know why you say the things you do You'd see a whole new way to be Giving honest answers and not those lies to me